This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast, or welcome if you are new. My name is Abby Aslan, and I am the host of this podcast Super excited for this week's episode. I am so tired right now because I have been at the beach most of today and I was had a very busy day yesterday. I was also at the beach and then I went and test drove some cars because my car has fallen apart on me and I am probably getting a new one this week. So kind of trying to hurry and get one before driving back to Tuscaloosa for my summer class that starts a week from the day this episode um, drops, which is sad to think about, but it is what it is. So it's just been a busy two days, um, so I'm a little tired, and if I seem a little like out of it, that's why, but I'm trying. I have like this episode like pretty planned out, so I should be fine, but just wanted to give that heads up, but um, I hope everyone's doing really well, and I've been having a lot of fun making the Instagram content for the podcast the last two weeks. Um, I kind of just sit down and do all the content for the week in one sitting and it takes like two hours, but it's really fun for me right now because I don't really have much else going on. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I said that, but I said that. So (laughs) this week I'm going to be talking about sort of just like things I'm working on right now and healing toxic habits. Um, I just thought this would be kind of cool to do because it's kind of vulnerable and honestly just like me being very open with like things that, um, you know, some habits I have that are a little toxic to myself that I'm like trying to work on and just like right now in this phase of life, like where I'm at right now, like what I'm struggling with and what I'm working on. And I feel like me being vulnerable and sharing that with you all and how I feel about those things and like how I'm trying to kind of like help them and make them better. I hope, I hope that by sharing that it will help you all like reflect or maybe realize that you're doing the same thing and, you know, work on those things yourself. And I think it's important to, you know, like take that little self inventory, that little check and just see, you know, like how you're doing in each phase of life and like how things are going and work on, you know, healing any toxic habits you have or just bettering certain habits that you want to have, that kind of thing. So I just thought this would be like a cool laid back, but also like chatty deep episode to do kind of like a mix of everything in a way but I hope you all enjoy it and be sure to join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group and follow the Gen Z Girl Podcast Instagram it's just at Gen Z Girl Podcast on Instagram and yeah let's go ahead and get into it but first of course y'all know I have to share the quotes for this week's episode this one doesn't necessarily pertain to the episode itself but it's just like a quote I saw that I liked and it says um I don't know if it's loading right now because I have a, oh, there we go. It loaded. (laughs) Everything in life starts with your mindset first and your actions second. Your actions follow your thoughts, your beliefs, and ideas. To make a shift to free your energy, start with getting your mind right and then take action. And I just really like this because I feel like a lot of us are so quick to jump to decisions. And I mean, maybe you're not, you might be really indecisive like I am, but I feel like with certain things, I'm trying to, um, you know, just go ahead and like take the next step and like hurry into actually the action of things and not really like thinking them through necessarily. 
and not even that, but just like making decisions when you don't even have like your mindset in a good place, um, can sort of impact the outcome of those decisions. If you would have like had your mindset in a good place, first of all, like to begin with, I just think that, you know, sometimes your mental state can have like an effect obviously on your actions, but at the same time, like sometimes you can't help it. But I do think that, um, you know, before you make big decisions and before you take certain actions, making sure you're kind of like in a just good state, I guess, mentally is like a really great way to know that you're making like the best decision for yourself. Because when I think of like my mindset, I think of all the variables that affect it, such as other people, any like stressful factors or um, other decisions that may be impacting this decision. And when I think about like neutralizing all of that, I feel like I can make a lot better decisions and actions when I'm in more of a neutral state rather than like a super variable state with like everything being all out of whack, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, I just saw that quote and liked it. So yeah. And then my goal for this week, I really just, I'm, I'm trying so hard to just you know, make the most of my days right now because this is my last week at home um, before I go back for my summer class. So I finished my online class on Thursday night. I took my final for it. And it's so funny because I got a 94 on my first test and it was like some multiple choice, but then it was also like a lot of writing and um, for that online class and I got a 94 on it. And then the second test, I had like no motivation for it because I have been taking finals for two weeks at this point and I was still, you know, trying to finish this last class and I'd already walked the stage. So I was like, so just not in the school mindset and I'm back at home. So just not in the school mindset at all. I did study a lot for it. Like I made a big study guide. I reviewed it like four times um, and, you know, like really like went through Quizlets and everything. I studied a lot, but it was so, I had to like do it so far out to only give myself a little bit each day. Cause I knew I wouldn't be able to spend days and days, um, studying like all day long. And it's so funny cause I was just so over it and I got it like a 70 on the final and it was literally just multiple choice and matching. And I got a 70 and I just thought that was funny that I did worse on like the technically easier test. I guess you could say if you think multiple choice and matching is easier, but she curved it 10 points, and because of, like, my other grades in the class, I still had an A, so I'm like, we're good. We're so good, but I'm so glad that's over, so my little 10-day summer vacation or summer break, I don't want to say vacation because I'm at home, but um, it basically is a vacation being in Panama City Beach, which is nice, which I'm very thankful for, but it was just funny because, you know, I took that final at like 4 30 this past Thursday and today's Sunday. So I'm like three days into my summer break and I'm like, okay guys, like I have seven more days, like technically only six. Cause I'll be driving back a week from now, which is like so sad to think about. Um, and I'm really, I've been like at the beach the last like three days and, um, just trying to like get as much of that in and like read a bunch and just kind of like do things that make me happy that I don't take the time for, um, when I'm at school and just kind of like letting my days just see where they take me, I guess. I'm not really doing much right now because I literally don't have a car because um, it's in the shop since it's falling apart on me and it has been since Wednesday and today's Sunday. <laughs> so I haven't really been going anywhere except the beach and um, just kind of like hanging out at home and then going to the gym. Um, but yeah, 
it's it's interesting right now and I'm just trying to enjoy my last bit of time of no school no CPA studying because that will be starting very soon and I don't really have any I do have like two brand deals I have to film when I get back to school but I don't have any like right now so I'm just like trying to enjoy the nothingness I guess you could say that's my goal enjoy nothingness and just I don't I don't like to I'll sleep in if I like want to but I like to oddly enough I have been waking up earlier and going to bed a little earlier than I was when I was at school which is weird because I don't have anything going on right now but I've been doing that just because I feel like I have longer days and I like that um so yeah I don't know why I keep going on these long tangents about being home and everything but I just feel like updating you all every time I talk to you guys and my gratitude for this week is um I'm just so thankful for my time at home and being able to go to the beach. And I know I, I feel like this has been my gratitude like the last two weeks. And I'm just grateful for the time I've had because it's been such good family time. And it's been so peaceful and relaxing for me. And that's like everything I need right now. So I'm really grateful for that. And grateful that I'm in a position where I can buy myself my first car as well. Because if my car was doing all this to me right now and I was going to have to continue driving it and it continue giving me a lot of problems, that would not be fun. And I also would not be, it wouldn't be good if I was in a position where I couldn't afford to buy my first car right now. Um, It is pretty poor timing because I just paid my estimated taxes a little early for June since I knew when I move in July, it's going to be really expensive. So I wanted to go ahead and pay those. Um, and I did that right after I paid my actual taxes like that I had due still in April. So I just had a lot of outflow this month. So for my car to, um, do this to me right now was rude, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, and I, I don't know, I'll have to update you all on like, if I get a new one and like which one it is next week. Cause I should have one by then if, I do end up getting one, which is probably going to be the case because I don't feel very comfortable staying in a car that keeps having problems like every other month. So let's get into the episode. Um, the first thing I'm working on and the first like toxic habit I'm working on healing, which I know I've talked about this before, but as you all know, everything's a journey. Um, I have periods of time where I'm really good about um, certain habits and things where I don't engage in like toxic habits that I've had before. But then obviously I have times where like I slip up and it's not necessarily, I don't want to say it's slipping up because that sounds like it's on my own fault, but just naturally we slide into funks and we slide into old ways and old habits that, you know, aren't the best for us. And we know that, but as long as we're recognizing that that's what matters so that we can continue to work on them so that we don't, even though we slip into those old habits, we don't stay in them. And that's like the biggest thing for me. I'm like, I'm okay if I have like these moments where I fall into these old habits, but as long as I don't fall and stay there, that's all that matters. Um, It's always a learning experience each time I fall back into them because I learn more each time. So the first one is automatically thinking like the worst case scenario um, when I have like a decision in front of me. A lot of these are like decision-based, I've noticed, like the things we're going to talk about today. And really just thinking the worst case scenario for like any outcome. So like if someone were to, you know, say like, oh, I I can't even think of an example, but like I always just think of the worst case scenario, like automatically. And it was funny because we were talking about like 
my driving compared to my brother's the other day. And my dad related it back to when we were little and we would ride go-karts um, here in Panama City when we would visit my grandma before we lived here like full time. So I was like really, really little, like probably like six and maybe even five. And he was like, yeah, your brother, which he's older than me by like two years, he would, you know, like be like flooring it in the go-kart and he'd be like, you know, pretty haphazardly driving and everything. Um, and I would be like hands at 10 and two at five years old with my dad next to me in the golf cart or not golf cart, go-kart driving and like hugging the inside, not wanting anyone to bump into me and being super careful. And I told him, I was like, yeah, that's because every time I do something like remotely scary, whether it's a decision or it's like actually doing something like that, that's just like kind of scary. I would, I like was thinking worst case scenario. Like I was thinking that someone was going to hit me and I was going to somehow fly out of the go-kart at a freaking young age or that I was just going to get hit and get hurt so it was just like automatically thinking that instead of just enjoying it and having fun and not worrying about that until it happens and I've always been like that from a young age like thinking the worst case scenario for things and I really hate that about myself um and it's something that I try to work on um and the way I try to work on it is to remind myself like okay instead of thinking you know what if this doesn't work out or you know, oh gosh, this is the worst case scenario in my head. I try to recognize when I'm thinking that and then say, okay, but what's the best case scenario? And then focus on that more. And the hardest part for me right now is recognizing when I'm thinking that, um, just because it is so natural for me to think worst case scenario. Um, so that's like the part I'm kind of trying to work through right now is recognizing when I'm thinking it. So then I can present myself with, okay, well, if that's the worst case scenario, what's the best case scenario? And then trying to focus my energy on that so that I'm not creating this artificial fear that literally wouldn't even exist if it weren't for the way I think. And that's what drives me crazy about this. I literally create so much stress and fear and anxiety from thinking this way because it's all artificial. Like I'm sitting here stressing myself out over a worst case scenario that literally has not even happened and probably is not going to happen 99% of the time and thinking worst case scenario. And um, that creates so much extra fear and just apprehension in general. And it makes me like tense. And I hate that. And another thing um, about this that I was thinking about is, you know, thinking worst case scenario, I was thinking about how with buying a car right now, I'm self-employed right now. I don't start my like actual big girl full-time job until January. I have money saved up and everything, but I know like in my head there have been like in the three years that I have been like making a, you know, good living amount of money off of YouTube um, and social media or whatever in the three years, there's probably been like two or three months total where I didn't make any like commission money from brand deals. And it wasn't because I didn't do any. It was because of the timing of payments. And so in those months, all I had basically was like my Google AdSense revenue, which normally ranges anywhere from like $1,200 to like $1,800. It just depends. And that is good money for just ad revenue. But just getting that, um, you know, whenever you're used to getting a, a more than that from like brand deals and stuff, just getting that and then having the, you know, like pay all of my expenses and everything was not fun in those like two or three months where I didn't get anything. And one of those months was during COVID. 
And I remember it stressed me out so much because I wasn't able to like put as much of my savings as I was wanting to. And I had money to pay for all my expenses because I do try to save a lot. But I'm just someone who, if it's not the norm and it's not like consistent, it stresses me out. So where I was going with this is when I was sitting here thinking about, you know, okay, buying a car, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, what if this, the end of this month in 15 days when I get paid, it's one of those months where I don't get um, any like commission brand deal money just because of the timing of brand deals. And I hate thinking that way because I'm sitting here thinking that way and saying like, oh, this is going to be like the worst absolute time to buy a car because I just spent so much in taxes and I had to pay my summer tuition for my class and I had to pay like my taxes literally like a month ago, like like two different times. And I was just like sitting here like, ah, oh my gosh, like worst case scenario, if I don't get paid any brand deal money this month, this is going to suck, like with having to put a down payment down on a car. And ideally, what I was initially wanting to do was, you know, like save up and just kind of avoid having like a car payment. Um, I think it's fine to have a car payment if you like really know like what you can afford. But I think so many people become car broke and like literally get like these insane car payments and really like technically don't can't even afford it. And that's not what I want to do. And I was originally going to try and like ride my car out as long as I could and just save up money to buy a car in cash. But I'm at the point now where I can't like keep holding out and um, I just kind of have to. So I'm kind of bummed that that's the case. But at the same time, I was sitting here thinking like, Worst case scenario, if I don't get paid brand deal money this month, putting a down payment on a car is going to suck. And then having the move in two months is going to suck. And I was just sitting here thinking all of that. And I'm like, okay, why do I think that way? I don't need to worry about it until, you know, that time gets here, until actually buying a car gets here, until me getting paid gets here. I'm creating so much extra stress and artificial fear. And I was doing the exact same thing with the final I took on Thursday. I literally needed a 10 on the test to pass. And I was sitting there thinking, what if I got a 10? And I knew I didn't because I studied so much harder than that. But I was sitting there like thinking the worst case scenario. Like what if I was just so out of it that I like messed up this entire test and I got like, you know, literally only like two questions, right? Like that would, I, that wouldn't happen. But I'm sitting here thinking worst case scenario because that's how I think. And if that was a really long rant for you all and you can't relate to it at all, I'm really sorry that you had to listen to all that, but I'm just trying to give examples and different situations so that you can see like how apparent it is across every single aspect of my life. Like it's not just with one decision or like one area of my life. I literally think that way with everything and it is so annoying and I'm trying so hard to fix that because I know it's such a toxic way to think for myself personally, I think it's toxic just because it creates so much extra stress that I don't need in my life. So the next thing is insecurities that are like rooted in what's most like popular and praised or like the trends at the moment. Um, so I think of like body image, like little things like hair color, wardrobes, lifestyle, achievements, having a friend group, etc. Um, I feel like a lot of insecurities I get from like time to time, which I think we, you know, all have them obviously. And I know that I feel like mine just kind of change and I feel like they change because they're usually from comparing myself to like something in the real world that's going on, like, or not the real world, but like something in society. Like, and when I think of that, I think of 
the trends, what's most popular, what does society prefer in general? Like when I think of how much, you know, women's bodies have been like portrayed in the media, like, you know, that it used to be like these supermodel skinny, you know, super like I think of like the low rise jeans and like the supermodels like in the early 2000s like that's what I think of that was what was portrayed so heavily in the media so women thought that they needed to look that way to be valued and that's like not the case at all and then nowadays it's like that you know Kim Kardashian Kylie Jenner like look and it's just like okay why am I you know rooting my insecurities and these things that are literally just like trends based off of you know like what's being put out in the media and what's being put out the most online I shouldn't be basing my insecurities and like my self-worth and everything based off of something that changes all the time just based off of literally what's in the media like I said and I think of you know how you see you go on Instagram or you go on a social media website and you just see people with like a big friend group or whatever. So then you become insecure that you've never really had that or you don't have that or, you know, you just have like one or two close friends and that's totally okay. The only reason you're thinking it's not okay is because it's what you're seeing on social media and you're telling yourself that that's the way you need to be when in reality, like you're fine just the way you are. Celebrate the uniqueness of your life and the differences you have and release that pressure to appeal to what's trending and what's popularized the most on social media and embrace living a life for me like that's what I want to do I want to embrace living a life for me and doing things and choosing things that I love rather than letting what society says is popular choose for me and it's such a small subconscious way where you like let others end up having control over your life and your decisions But it's so crazy to sit down and think about like how much and how many of my insecurities over time have been rooted in what's like trending at the moment with social media or what's, um, you know, on, on the, not the news, but like on TV and stuff the most. And I also think about just like something as small as just like whatever you've like achieved in life or even... I think of body image, like I said, and one that like really gets to me and makes me just like cringe that I even like get worked up over it is wardrobes. I see so many just fashion trends constantly changing so quickly and I'm really, really trying to focus on, okay, like what is my personal style and like what I love all the time? Like what am I going to love from season to season for the spring and the summer like what colors do I gravitate towards what patterns do I even like patterns what style of jeans do I like best and thinking of those types of things rather than what is just so heavily trending on social media from time to time because it makes me feel so lost whenever I'm like sitting here trying to appeal to these trends just because it's what's popular and in our heads we think okay if this is what most people are buying and wearing right now if I buy that then that means that more people are going to like what I'm wearing so because of that we want to purchase those things and we want to wear those things and have those wardrobes because we know that more like an actual larger number of people are going to like it just because it's what's trending at the moment but a month from now you may look at it and think why did I I mean it's normal to look back and think why did I ever wear that because things like fashion and everything does change But I would say like from month to month, you shouldn't be able to like look back and think, why did I ever wear that or whatever? 
I feel like you should be able to look back and think, okay, like I was really confident in this at the time and I really like it now even even if it's not really in style it's my personal style and it fits for me and that's one thing that like gets under my skin is that I definitely have found myself getting so caught up and like needing to have what's on trend and just so that I can appeal to the most people possible and I hate that I really hate that and I want to stop doing that and that's like a very superficial example of this point but I'm going I'm like sitting here telling you all that because I'm trying to show you how your insecurities that are rooted in what is the most popular are ridiculous. Honestly, sometimes it's just like, I can't believe that I get insecure over not having like all these clothes and going shopping all the time and stuff to fit in with the trends when I shouldn't be worried about that at all. And I should just be worried about wearing what I'm most comfortable in, wearing what I like and, you know, sticking to that. And the next thing is balancing my hormones. This isn't this one obviously isn't a toxic trait. This is more so of a um, thing I'm working on. <laughs> um, I don't really know anything about hormones, honestly, and it's something I would like to read up on more. And I'm going to like tell you all three books that I've looked into that I have like saved on my Goodreads that I really want to read in regard to this topic. And I've enjoyed the few podcasts that I've listened to that have like featured hormone specialists on it. And I feel like my hormones have just gone through a absolute roller coaster the past seven years and I look back at myself in high school and I feel like I was an entirely different person and when I say that was I a different person absolutely but I mean my emotions and my reactions to things were even completely different um just completely different than they are now and then I look at like late high school early college and they were completely different than they are now and it's just been a roller coaster, honestly. And I'd love to learn how to sort of naturally regulate them and just learn more about getting your hormones balanced to help them work for you and not against you. And I see stuff on Instagram and Pinterest about it and stuff every now and then, but obviously I never know how credible like a little graphic about it is and everything. So I really want to do like my own research and like read books and listen to people who are really educated on the topic, um, talk about it. It's really intriguing to me. It's just one of those subjects that I'm really intrigued by. And I feel like it's something that I could really have working in my favor to help hopefully regulate stress. Um, Because I know I'm going to be going through like a lot of stress as my life changes a lot over the next year. And um, hopefully just help my emotion balance and imbalance, I guess you could say. And the books that I wanted to share with you all, um, I don't know if anyone's read them, but I know that they're popular, so I'm sure some of you all have. One of them is called This Is Your Brain on the Pill, um, Beyond the Pill, and obviously both of those are about birth control and like their impact on your hormones and your brain. And then one is called Period Power, which is about like harnessing your um, hormones to like work in favor for you and stuff like that, or something like that. The subtitle is something along the lines of that. And I just feel like it's something that isn't really talked about enough for something that is so important and relevant to literally every single, you know, female and that can have such a huge impact on your life, but is something that you can work on yourself um, to hopefully, you know, regulate for the most part if you get help and then like obviously educate yourself. And I'd love to like get help from like a specialist as well. And I may do that in like the near future, but I just really am intrigued by that. And that's just something I'm kind of like 
focusing in on a little bit right now, I guess you could say. It's um, not necessarily something I'm working on yet, but I wanted to share with you all just because it's like an interest I have right now that I really want to educate myself on and get into. The next thing is screen time. This is so toxic, as we all know. Um, But I really wanted to say this because I feel like my screen time, especially in times of rest, is such a problem for me. And I have found myself getting on my phone more while trying to enjoy this period of time where I have a break and I'm trying to rest. And as a result, I feel less rested because this is time I'm supposed to be you know, taking to myself, having a break, whatever. And since I don't have all this stuff to do and XYZ places to be throughout the day and all these meetings or whatever, and I don't have any of that, I'm filling that time so much more with mindlessly scrolling on my phone, whether it's, you know, TikTok or Pinterest, Instagram, whatever. And I just feel like it makes me feel less rested, like I say, and it takes away from enjoying the present moment when I'm trying to make the most of every moment. And um, whenever I finished my class on Thursday, literally on Friday, I spent so much time on my phone and I realized it at the end of the day and I was like, I was doing so good and I was barely even going on it for like a good three weeks and then all of a sudden just because that class ended and I just didn't have any schoolwork to do for once I just found myself reaching for my phone and like those moments of stillness or whenever I was you know had 30 minutes to wait until I was going to like meet my grandma for lunch or something I was just constantly reaching for it and then just endlessly scrolling when I could be you know reading or tidying up or meditating, practicing gratitude, like literally anything else besides getting on my phone. And of course, it's fine to go on your phone and everything. I just think it's crazy to me that I'm sitting here saying, oh, I want to be super present and enjoy the moment and enjoy my break and then just wasting away time on my phone. That's just so counterproductive and not my intention at all for what I wanted to be spending my time doing this break. So it's just crazy. I really really am just trying not to get on it you know in the morning I find that if I don't get on any social media until like after like 12 o'clock in the afternoon I don't really get on it at all really the rest of the day like I might one other time but I find that if I get on it in the first hour or two of me being up in the morning I'm gonna get on it probably like every two hours the rest of the day and I hate that so I have found that what works best for me is just trying to keep myself off of it until the afternoon um if not getting on it at all even and that's what works best but I really just think it's so weird to me like how in times of rest when I could be like doing actual things that are restful I am still like reaching for my phone more than I would if I was like procrastinating at school or something. It's just strange to me, quite the weird phenomenon. But um, the next thing is um, releasing my identity as a student and creating my identity outside of school. And this transition, I feel like from literally all you know is being a student and that being your whole identity into just throwing yourself into working in the real world and becoming a adult all of a sudden with all of these adult responsibilities that you may or may not have had before. I feel like that transition just isn't talked about enough. And I feel like people do 
talk about the transition itself, but no one really talks about the like identity crisis of going from one to the other. Sorry if you can hear the washing machine in the background. I'm at home, so I forget about these other random noises that <laughs> are going to be happening that wouldn't happen in my apartment when I normally record. But it's just like enough to make your early to mid 20s feel very uncomfortable as you get thrown into a job that immediately replaces your identity that you were placing in being a student you know you were in college or you know studying in high school or something and your identity was being a student and then all of a sudden you're thrown into working a full-time job and that's an entirely different identity and if you don't have an identity established outside of being a student before you start working a full-time job you're immediately going to trans transition your identity from being a student to being a you know to whatever your job is and that's not what I want to do and we know no different so it's important to figure out what shapes and defines us outside of being a student and how we like to allocate and prioritize our time and how we maintain networking and connections and stuff in a world outside of college and coming out of a time where you get to make your schedule sort of work for you and where everyone is sort of living the same lifestyle around you and is around your age to essentially the opposite of that is just a big shock to the system and I want to avoid my job becoming my identity and letting one replace the other like that like I was talking about and instead I would like to just create my identity without being a student and let that remain constant through working and changing jobs and changing phases of life so I don't have an identity crisis every single time I move or have a shift or big change in life. And I know I've talked about this a little bit throughout um, the last like six to eight months, but I've just sort of felt the oncoming shift of not being a student anymore. And I've just felt very detached from myself because of it, because it's all I've known. And it's what I've like centered my entire YouTube channel around over the last, you know, four years. So I'm kind of having this sort of shock to myself because I don't really have an identity outside of being a student and outside of that even on my YouTube channel it's all about being a student my actual life is and so is my YouTube channel so it's kind of been this weird feeling I've had I'd say like the last two months or so where I'm just like what am I doing who am I what is my identity rooted in and just trying to figure out all of that because It's not a good feeling when you're just, you feel like that change coming up in life and you don't really know how to react to it. And you're just like, I feel so unattached from my own reality, so detached from myself and my emotions because I don't even feel connected to myself because my idea of myself and like who I perceive myself as, as a student normally and what I'm used to is about to no longer be there and I can't keep identifying as a student if that's not what I'm doing so it's just having that big shift is a big deal and I'm really hoping I can talk about this more in a future episode when I've actually been out of school because right now I don't feel like I've you know fully been out of school and I know I talked about this last week just because I have this summer class left and once that class is over it's really going to hit me like okay I'm no longer a student I have to completely sort of rebrand what my um, YouTube channel is centered on and focused on it's going to be a lot more of you know actually being an adult and working same thing with the podcast a lot of my podcast has had to do with 
school stuff. Not all of it, thankfully, but um, a lot of it has been centered around college and school. So it's just been a shock to my system. And I'm trying to just sort of create this base of this is who I am. This is, these are my priorities. This is like my personal brand. This is what I enjoy doing as a hobby. These are the people I like to surround myself with and just keeping all of that constant in throughout all the changes in life. That's just like one thing that I feel like I have always been bad about is creating my identity and things that end up changing and creating my identity and fleeting worldly things rather than what it should be rooted in. And, um, it's been like that my whole life. I was the same way in high school. My identity was being a student. It was in college. It has been my whole life. So now we are revamping that process. And I really would like to do an episode on, you know, finding your, who you are and doing like another one of those and sort of just like creating that base identity for yourself. And the next thing is, um, second to last thing, considering others, this is a toxic habit I'm trying to break and work on. Um, and it is considering others opinions and reactions to what I choose to do before considering my own feelings. And I don't know what it is. I used to be really bad about this and then it got like really good. And I was so good about doing, you know, making decisions for myself and not really thinking, caring what other people would think about me when I made certain decisions or when I even like little things, like when I post something on Instagram, like something as small as that, I went through a phase where I literally, it was not even a thought in my head and I just did everything for me. And I found myself more often in the last year, I would say, question what others would think and how others would react, um, when making certain decisions before ever considering my own feelings And that's not the way I want to live. I want to consider how I feel about something and like what I want to do before considering a hypothetical, which is the way people may react or think about what I do. And it's a way I have let others take control of my life. And I don't want to let those hypothetical things that may not even happen have that much power over whether or not I make a decision. And of course, it's important to consider other people's feelings And how what you do may affect others, because if you don't, then you're just being selfish. However, depending on the decision, it doesn't necessarily have to be the first thing you consider. And it's okay to consider how decisions will affect others. Just don't get caught up in considering what others may think or how they may react to your decisions. So you can be concerned about the way others may feel and how they're going to be impacted by your decisions because that is important to do and consider, obviously. But don't get so caught up in the opinion part of the other people. That's where I think a lot of us, you know, fall flat because I think a lot of us are really good at considering and, you know, not everyone, obviously, but I know for me, like I'm, I feel like I'm better at considering how decisions I make may impact others around me and the people who are affected by the decision, but I am way more focused on opinions that are often superficial and don't even matter to certain decisions. And it's just crazy to me that I put so much weight in what decisions I make based off of a hypothetical what if, if someone's going to think something or not. And affecting others and impacting others is real. 
in making certain decisions while considering other people's opinions and reactions is hypothetical until the decision is made. So people will always have opinions and reactions and something to say, but do not let what they may or may not think or say control what you're actually choosing to do. And I, I really like have a hard time sort of like quote unquote working on this one um, just because I think a lot of this one is affected by my self-esteem at the time, whether or not what I'm working on is something I am confident in and something I'm used to and have been working on for a long time. When I start something new, I often find that's when I consider other people's opinions more just because it's new to me. So I know it's new to other people and it's not something I'm as comfortable with and that kind of stuff. So the biggest thing for me for this is just sort of whenever I find myself at a crossroads and I'm like, okay, I don't know what decision to make or I find myself hesitant to do something, I have to ask myself Am I hesitant because of me and my feelings or am I hesitant because I'm worried about what other people are going to think or say? And the second I realize that, I am able to make a decision because I do not for a second want to be letting other people's potential opinions affecting how I'm living my life. And the last thing is just overall, I feel like I'm a very indecisive person and this kind of builds off the last point. And I don't trust myself um, a lot in situations. And I don't know why, and I don't know the psychology behind trusting yourself. I'm probably going to end up researching that as soon as I finish recording this episode. But I don't know the psychology behind it. I don't really trust myself with decisions. Um, I'll, like, make decisions sometimes, and then I'll question whether or not it was the best thing to do for myself. A lot of times I'll make decisions and not even trust myself enough. So I let other people um, and what they, like I said, right before this, I'll let other people's opinions, um, determine my decision, or I will take other people's thoughts too far into consideration and let that make the decision for me because I am so indecisive and I don't trust myself enough. And I don't even know how to work on this one. Really. It's just, I have a hard time overall with, you know, being confident that decisions I'm making and being confident that choices I'm making are what's best for me in the moment because I'm such a what if person and always thinking, you know, what if this isn't the best decision or what if I should be doing this instead or what if there's something else in store for me that I am not even realizing right now. And I really want to work on, you know, being more confident in making decisions because I feel like an important trait of being a good leader is being able to be decisive for teams and I feel like that's going to be important for me in the workplace as being able to like make decisions and not be like so conflicted all the time and be indecisive. I've always been the type of person to you know ask my friends about things and ask my boyfriend, ask my family, like just you know get other people's input for everything. It could be like the tiniest thing. Um, it could literally be like putting highlights in my hair and I'm like, uh, let me ask everybody else. And that maybe that's just reflective of my self-esteem with certain things and reflective of not trusting myself, like I said, um, cause it shows that I need other people's input in order to do something for myself, which isn't the way it should be. So that's the last thing. And I don't have as much to say about it just because it is such a weird thing that I haven't figured out yet. Um, I feel like there are things that I've like worked through over the years that I have figured out. But the one thing that I'm still like kind of stuck on is 
being indecisive and not trusting myself. So that's what I'm working on. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little different. Um, so hopefully it wasn't like too redundant from anything I've said before, but I just thought it would be cool um, and a little bit more laid back, but at the same time, sort of retrospective for me and introspective for you all, hopefully. And yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode and follow the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram and join the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook group. And I will talk to you all next week.